just live. Just live because you never know when this life is gonna end. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 220 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics to the United Nations to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them, this project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland, top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places, because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Alina Tereshuk. Alina is the creator of the English-speaking club American Breakfast, a psychology student at LCC International University, a YBIT volunteer, and a gold medal graduate from her Ukrainian high school. Born in Nikolaev, Alina lived in the USA for 1.5 years and has an honor letter from the experience. These days, she teaches people English and promotes her blog on Instagram 
and had about 100 students from eight different countries. Alina, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. And how are you? I'm fantastic. Wonderful feeling the energy. And to begin with something more emotional, when you, Alina, want to forget all troubles, you want to feel alive and experience your favorite emotions, what do you like to do to feel just like that? I usually just start walking without a phone, without like headphones, without anything that can distract me. And so I start walking. I can even run. I can jog. So I just do some physical activities with no internet and no phone around me. And this brings me back to life, I would say. I have so many questions now, but let's begin with movement. When in your life did you begin to realize the primary and primordial importance of movement for you? When I um, when I became a psychology student, because uh, we we are taught that uh, when people are moving, they uh, reduce their negative uh, energy and emotions, and they uh, gain more uh, positive things inside of them. So uh, from that point, I realized that I should try, and I tried, and it was successful. That worked for me too. Thank you. And tell me about distractions whether it's uh, headphones or earphones or phones themselves what about them is distracting and are they a gift and a curse at the same time or what is your opinion on that for sure, it's a gift and a curse at the same time because, uh, well, obviously, I use my phone as uh, as everyone for uh, getting for staying in touch with my friends and with my family. But since I'm trying to promote my blog and I am uh, teaching a lot of people at the same time, I get so many messages every single minute. Even right now, I put in my phone on the uh, sleep mode so I will not be distracted from the interview because it's it is actually so many uh, different people are texting, asking something. And uh, when you are in all that vibe, sometimes you get tired of it and you need to get some rest. Thank you. So even to go deeper than that, I understand how it messes with the brain in many ways. But are you more of an extrovert or an introvert? Oh, I'm for sure an extrovert. I love people and people uh, are a source of my energy. I can, uh, I really love speaking to people. I really love uh, meeting new people. So it's just, it's just about me. And is that meeting new people, the love of discovering their personalities, one of the ways you knew that psychology is right for you? Or how did you come to the conclusion and decision that being a student of psychology is the right path. It is for sure uh, like that. I love discovering people. And every single time when I meet a new person in my life, I try to think, okay, what kind of personality this person has? What is like their, what is his hobby? What is something about that I should know? And I'm trying to dive deeper into the person, uh, into a person's life. And so uh, how I came to psychology was probably my mom who firstly, uh, who firstly asked me if I want to go to psychologist and I said of, of course yes I'm interested in so 
we went to psychologist and talked about our family, talked about some problems. And I really loved how the person who I went to, the psychologist, she was so calm. She was so uh, full of energy and kindness. And I was like, oh man, I admire this woman. I want to be like her. So since then, <laughs> I want to be like her. <laughs> I have a billion and one questions, but I'll tell you something, a complaint that most psychologists and psychiatrists have is after listening to people's problems all day long, <laughs> they feel like a cloud of negative energy fills them at the end of the day. And therefore, it's not such a, a wonderful thing unless they know how to handle it. You personally since already just messages of inquiries from people are draining, how would you deal with hearing people complain, complain, complain all day long? Well, there is one rule for all the psychologists in the entire world, no matter what country it is. Every single psychology has to have their own psychologist. And so this rule helps a lot because we listen to people's problems. And since I teach people, I also listen to their problems, no matter who I am, whether they're a teacher or a friend or some, someone else. But uh, after that, you just realize it's not your life and you're not supposed to live their life. So you just listen to the problems and go do your uh, job. So this is how I handle it. Just, just relax and live my life. I love it. So you don't live vicariously through them. And then let's return back to meeting new people. You said to try to figure out their hobbies, their personality, what kind of personality they have. Well, do you feel and really feel in your heart when you experience someone that they're so unique that they cannot be categorized? Or do you find a way to categorize people into commonalities? I, I always categorize people because I have this um, strategy in my mind that I always have people. I, I always pretend that people are books on the shelf and I need to put them in a specific order and in a specific uh, position for me. And so I always categorize people no matter what. Obviously, I've met many unique people, but that's why I have um, a completely uh, uh, a completely another <laughs> shelf for them. I love that. Now you're reminding me of Dasha Malevka. So tell me about the shelves, about the books and the library. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually well. It is funny, but I hate reading books. Like I don't like books from my childhood. So this metaphor for with books, I don't know why it came to my mind, but it actually in my brain, I actually sometimes close my eyes and I see those shelves and people and I, I, I'm, I'm visualizing all of that. But in real life, I hate books. I don't like books. Obviously, I do read them because I have to. I need to, I need to read them for my profession, for my job, to stay on, uh, to stay in touch and uh, with other people. I need to read books, but I hate it. Then I will ask you more. Why is it important for you to categorize those books or people? Well, because then it builds my relationships with them so i have a certain uh hierarchy 
for people and then i uh in that way i build my relationships with them so people from for example the top shelf i will be less closer with them than with people from like the the bottom shelf for example do you dance well that's a random question i used to dance professionally for uh five years but then i quit and now i do not dance it's not a random question you walk <laughs> and run in order to get energy and you put shelves the easier to pick up are the people you have better relationships with and the further it's totally embodied which is kinesthetic which usually are people who dance as well um Yes and no. <laughs> uh, I am visual person more than kinesthetical, but yeah, my second uh, representative system is kinesthetical because I, uh, for my the entire the entire childhood, I used to dance. I used to do all this stuff, and my mother used to kind of like lead me in the way of kinesthetic because she is kinesthet. So. I was kind of taught to be kinesthetic, but from my uh, nature, I am a visual person. I love that. Your mom took you to the psychologist and your mom taught you about being more kinesthetic. What kind of book is your mom's book in the shelf? Well, she is that really big and bright book right in the middle of all the shelves because I always see her, I always pay attention to her, and I always listen to what she says. But at the same time, she's pretty far away from me because I try to keep all people uh, on a certain distance from me because I need my own place and my own like circle of thoughts so no one is in, in the circle. Tell me more about that circle where no one is and where is it in comparison to the shelves? And are the shelves a library or more shelves in a house? Obviously, it is a library. It is a huge library with so many people I know in my life. But uh, circle is just, well, well, we'll pretend that you're just standing in the middle of nowhere and you have a big circle around you. So this circle is your personal space where nobody's supposed to be in order for you to be creative, to work, to think, to create new projects. This is just your personal circle that cannot be ruined by anyone. And so I... Uh, prefer to have the circle with even no parents inside uh, inside of this um, circle and uh, shelf and shelf and library is just just when this circle ends just at the end of the circle I understand so you have your own inner circle where there are no parents nobody just your space to create to have ideas to be who you are and at the edge of that circle, there is the beginning of the library and the ledgers, etc. Correct? Yes. Yes. When my personal space ends, people start. My energy also comes from people. So I prefer not to keep the big distance between me and people, but the certain distance for me to have my own space, you know? Yes. And tell me about social media, since it's not really physical interaction in this model how does it mess with the tranquility of your inner circle or it's not even a factor there or how, do, how does it work those distractions well it is 
fun that you know when you uh physically interact with someone you just cannot just say okay bye and leave and go somewhere you have to like finish the dialogue and maybe sometimes people even touch you or you touch uh, another person and all of those interactions they uh require more energy than social media interactions because on social media if you are not uh, if you don't have enough energy to continue the dialogue you can actually just quit just shut down your phone and do not reply and then say well my phone just just died you know I'm, well i'm sorry <laughs> you know well, i'm just joking i didn't do that but it's one of the ways to like um emergency when you have to quit the dialogue but in future oh, well not in future in in a physical interaction you cannot just do that you cannot just quit so that's why i feel like social media is way more um after my circle you know not inside tell me more about this you said that people are the source of your energy and now you're saying that interactions require your energy how does it work is it different people require and give and receive or is it an exchange how does it work if people fill you with energy but at the same time you're speaking about something that drains your energy well of course it's same as phone as you said before it's a gift and a curse so people is the same way because some people they can fill you with energy and some people can just take your energy away so it depends firstly of people and it also depends on what kind of role you play for that person if i uh, have a psychological uh, for example consultation with a person and i am in the role of psychologist then this person might take my energy but i try to put that barrier in order to like okay i'm a psychologist i i don't have to i i should not take your energy i should I, sh i should be myself and not live someone's life so i try to do that barrier but since i'm too young yet uh i try to i, I try to teach uh, i try to learn how to do that but uh some people they fill me with energy they help me to promote my blog they help me to generate ideas so it all depends from people you surround yourself with i like this so people who give you energy they help you generate new ideas correct yes you're correct because people people are a source of energy and all people have different experiences so i can take someone's experience and somehow uh, meta somehow like transformate it into what i need then tell me about ideas how do you think about them do you have a metaphor for them do they belong somewhere on the library and why are ideas important and valuable for you well ideas is everything for me because uh with ideas i live with ideas i create with ideas i promote my instagram and that's my life well in order to generate ideas i have to have a lot of energy and uh i have to be in a good mood so um it's not something that is connected to the shelf or library at all because energy is something that is inside of my circle because in order to be successful i need to stay 
uh, just me and ideas on ourselves, like no one else in order to improve the idea, to generate it and to kind of uh, let it come true. Thank you. So if I could extrapolate this, you take the ideas from the books, but you keep the books outside your circle. You allow the ideas inside you, the circle and you sit with them in order to metabolize them and transform them into life. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, it's like pretend that I'm a filter and I get so many different people uh, during the day, so many different ideas, uh, stories, experiences, and my filter uh, just takes what I can use for my future projects or for anything that I do. And the ideas that are useless for me. And so the ones that are good, I take and then I work with them just in my circle. And the others, I just like throw away. <laughs> you know, prioritization and filtering is one of the biggest human problems and dilemmas, especially in this world of overwhelming amounts of information and ideas and people and messages. How do you filter? Well, I try to, uh, I don't know, it, it happens just somehow with my intuition and with my thoughts, because I just don't, I don't even think how I do that. I just do it. So it's probably something inside of me that tells me, well, this is good. This is bad. This is what you should use. And this is what you should not use. Well, it, I, I don't even have an explanation for that. Yes, wonderful. And let's open Alina's dictionary and define what is for you specifically the meaning of energy and of intuition. Well, that's an interesting question and a little bit confusing for me because um, it's hard for me to explain kind of what I feel and how it, how it is located and where it is located in my body. So um, I would say that my intuition is just like a small uh, ball for you know like those bowls where you put tea and try to like put boiled water in it in order to like drink a really strong tea usually people for chinese ceremonies do that and so i am that kind of bowl with small holes in it that can filter what should come out and what should stay inside and whatever stays inside it is useless i just like throw away so it's just i don't know that's how i see it and energy um and energy energy is even hard to explain from like a scientific point of view it's just it's just a flow of something that you like transformate and use well when i was a child i used to love a funny and in really interesting uh cartoon about uh like fairies uh wings i think I think you should know or you should not know. I don't know. Uh, and they're like small girls. They uh, had that power that they can like kill bad people and all of that. So I think energy is just like a, that my superpower that I can use for, for me and for others. And do you feel people's energy easily, even without speaking with them, just by looking at them? Yes, it usually takes me a, a few minutes, even with no speaking, but maybe just a glance of eyes to understand whether it is my person energ energetically or it's not, what energy has this person. And 
Um, I can tell you for sure that 99% I'm right when I can feel that. So when it comes down to it as a principle for humans, who are our people and who are not our people? Well, you know, it's like uh, when you put like blue color and yellow color together, you get green. But when you put like, uh, for example, orange color and blue color, you just get black, nothing. You just get mess. So this is what I feel is like, because like me is like a blue color and, and person, people who are my person, they're like a yellow color and all together we create a new color so we can do something useful. We can, we can do something together. Those people, they fill me with energy and I do that for them as well, but not my people. Those are people who, um, who have different views and who have different opinions compared to me. So your people fill you with energy and together you create something more than the two of you alone, correct? For sure. Where do ideas fit with that? What do you mean? Do you mean like physically? Because you like spoke my- <laughs> about energy and they give you energy but also they're not too different from you. So do they give you ideas or is the energy something that makes ideas come to you and they're not from the person? Well, it can happen both ways. People can just give me some energy and the ideas will just come up to me by themselves or um, people can just give me ideas. So it happens both ways, depends on people. And I know you don't like reading books, but in general... Maybe you love movies or series or cartoons, as you spoke about. Is there a character that you resonate with, that you identify with, that would be somewhat really close to Alina and to who who you are or who you wish to be? Nope, not at all. I have my own vision of who I want to be, and it has few many like it it has a few different characters from all people i know and from all people i have ever seen somewhere like on television on like motivational videos but i do not have a one person that i would like completely admire then can you be categorized in your own system of categories or not well i don't think it will be kind of ecologically i would say to myself <laughs> because i i am myself i am my own like world small world so i would not categorize myself anywhere because i am like the center of that categorization yes and if you were to someone else who is using the same system as you which category would you belong to Probably that percent of unique people. (laughs) What makes those people unique? Like if we were to be you for a day to categorize people, tell us about the categories as well as what makes for a special person that cannot be categorized. Anything that can, uh, that anything that the person has different from another people. So like anything, like some people, they just, um, eat in another way. Some people speak in another way. So anything that has difference, this is what makes people unique. Not admiring others and everything else. This is what makes people unique. Yes. So those are the people that don't go into any category or do you put the people who are different from everyone into a similar 
category of difference, which makes them similar to each other. Yeah, they, it makes them similar to each other. That's why the, it's, this category is just unique. <laughs> Thank you. And since you love psychology so much and you're into it, maybe some people were depressed or unhappy or really sad, stuck during the quarantine. What would be your advice for them in order to regain a sense of hope and life? Just live. Just live because you never know when this life is going to end. Just live. Can you explain it a bit more? Well, it's just live. Just enjoy every single minute. Just thank God that you woke up uh, seeing this world. Thank you, Alina. And if people wish to follow you, to know more about your work and any projects you're involved with, you can share now. Can you share some information and which social media is best to do that? Although it's a gift and a curse. Well, all the projects is just my teaching, me teaching English, my American breakfast and YBIT, as you mentioned before. And I think that Instagram is what is the best right now, just because there all the little things from other social medias are included. Since we're speaking about Instagram, when you post your posts and pictures, do you use a similar mind categorization to how you categorize people? No. It's just what I love. I, I mean, I just chose one social media and I felt completely comfortable with it. That's why I just sticked with it. No, I mean, each post you make, do you have like categories of posts thinking, okay, Monday is for this kind of post, Tuesday is for another? Well, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of talk, speaking about market marketing strategy. Uh, yes, because, well, I, I am... Uh, right now, learning marketing uh, really briefly. And that's why, yes, right now I do have the strategy. Thank you so much, Alina. It was a privilege, a gift, and an honor to spend time with you. And I wish you a great day. Thank you so much. And have a great day too.